Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen, and this is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today, and uh, we're in the middle of uh, a relatively relaxing week compared to some of the other weeks that we've been dealing with. I, I don't know what it is, Dean, but somehow it seems like from my perspective, anyway, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me raising my vibration, but all the crises and chaos seems to have gone away. Right. Things are kind of quiet right now, right? It, yeah. you're, you're getting that too then, okay? It's not well, just yeah, me. things are really quieting down and, you know, um, you know, might be just the events and stuff for, for people personally, but yeah, um, I read relatively quiet for the most part. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, that, that's that great. Shifting vibration, That's a, you know? That is a great thing. That and, is and the best part thing. is they don't, they don't even have to know if, that they're changing their vibration and they're doing it anyway. Well, you know, <laughs> and what I'm really excited about is I think I started seeing it, um, a trend here, um, maybe yesterday. It's, of course, been going on for a while now, but a lot of states now, um, are, um, and not to focus on it, but, um, are starting to lift their restrictions on COVID. Um, And I think which is great because uh, not only do I believe that the collective vibration is getting higher, um, but, you know, it's it's allowing that uh, that that negative vibration to dissipate eventually. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just thought it was great. I thought it was encouraging. And regardless of. you know, people thoughts on it and everything because it does invoke a lot of different emotions, but it, does. Um, it was encouraging to say the least. And I was like, Oh, you know, that's awesome for, for so many folks. And, um, it was great to see. So, it's um, also good, good to things see, uh, ahead. Got lots of changes, but good things ahead. So yeah, absolutely. Sure. I, it's also good to see. I, I, I kind of watch every once in a while to see what's going on with the COVID infection rate and so forth. And since the end of December, when they started uh, releasing vaccines and so forth in small numbers, the curve is starting to go down. It hasn't gotten any news coverage sure. in that way, but the sure. curve has definitely been going down. So, I mean, we're hearing all this talk now about, sure. you know, more to come and it's going to get even worse and so yeah. forth, but yeah. That's not what the numbers are showing yet. So right. yeah. I'm holding out hope that maybe people I, are going to buy into their higher higher vibe, higher angels. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm going to stay on the aspect of of higher vibrations and all in the healing aspect because I really have personally, and I've known this, um, and I've been aware of this, is, is that I'm challenged a lot when it comes to, you know, the numbers and the whole thing around it. And I'm just like, you know, is that accurate? Is that, and I don't really know, (laughs) but, but then I take it as a learning aspect. Right. And so I was like, regardless of where it is, um, this is what they're saying, uh, regardless if it's high, low in the middle, doesn't matter. And so for me, when I look at it, it's more an event to learn from, even if I'm personally challenged by it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, that's how I've kind of taken this. Um, and of course, obviously not going about things ignorantly. Um, of course, always washing hands and wearing sure. masks and all that great stuff, but, um, you know, uh, doing our part. But, um, yeah, Got so def- definitely a lot of pieces to the pie. I have to say that I have washed my hands more times in the last year than in the last four <laughs> combined. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it was for me, I think every time one of, we have two, 
you know, children and every time one of the kids would get sick, um, being like, Oh, you know, kind of was like red alert, <laughs> you know, everybody yeah, right. start mm-hmm. regardless of your hand washing habits now just, you know, just do it stupidly because really you think about it when it comes to the cold, that is a, that is a huge one, uh, knock on wood. Like we've, you know, been staying away from the doctor. So an interesting, uh, little like, interesting side note that has come out of all this. The flu rate is down dramatically for the reason <laughs> that we're doing all this stuff with COVID. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Very interesting. Well, and it makes me wonder, are they calling it something else? Are they, you know, in it, <laughs> right? It's like, did it go away and it just became something else? I mean, I don't know. Well, but, I think we're going to try to avoid the conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm, yeah. So, and, but it just makes me chuckle a little bit sometimes. And I'm like, but again, I go in observance and regardless of where you are, um, and what you believe or don't believe, that's okay. And that's why I love about not only this show is because we're all here to hold space for everybody, yes. regardless of where you are. And it's not about taking sides. It's just about coming together as a collective, um, you know, and like I said, finding your daily dose of happy, right? So it is something to be totally. very grateful for that, you know, things are on the mend. Um, things are looking up um, for the most part. So that's a good thing. That's a great thing. And I have to say, that's something I'm very proud of where the show is concerned, because we have, I know for sure, we have people who are on both sides of the, of the sure. divide. Um, we have listeners who are on both sides of the divide. And yet we manage to overcome the divide, right? which is, right. you know, that, that's a pretty cool thing these days. You don't right. get that very often. Most right. people are, are used to hearing from, you know, celebrities or newscasters or politicians or, you know, mm-hmm. sports figures, whatever, about how bad the divide is. But right. you don't, don't often hear people say, Hey, we're, we're overcoming the divide. That, that's a right. fairly rare thing. So I'm proud of that. I think that uh, all of us I, deserve a pat on the back for that. I think, well, I think it's a tremendous thing to bring, to bring, um, awareness of platforms and organizations that are coming together and not separating. Um, yes. There's too much. There's so much separating out there in the world, especially today. There always has been, but there's so many things that would divide us. And how many things are out there that bring us together, regardless mm-hmm. of your beliefs? And right. um, I think that's just a tremendous, tremendous thing. It so um, yeah, so it's powerful. So. So I have a couple of uh, housekeeping notes to deal with. First mm-hmm. one, and I've been trying to remember to do every show. I hadn't remembered every single time. So I said, okay, today I'm going to do it right near the top of the hour. <laughs> so <laughs> we had a little bit of a, I had a little bit of a disagreement with Google about the LOA Today app. Uh, and of course they have to approve the Android versions of the app. And uh, I won't go into all the details of it, but let's just say we resolved the differences in a way that makes it so that I, I put a new version of the app up, which meant that the version that many people have will never update because that version is going away. So what I'm trying to make it a point to tell people is if you have, you can look at your screen, it'll tell you what version you have up in the top right corner. If your version ends in 8.3 or less, you need to uninstall that app completely and then reinstall from scratch. If you try to do it the other way around, you'll have all kinds of problems. Don't do it the other way around. Don't install the new one first. 
uninstall the old one first. But if you do that, everything will be fine. Uninstall the old one, install the new one, and then you'll be good with the updates from, from now on automatically. No problem there. This is only for Android users. It's not for iPhones, not for PCs, not for Macs. It's only for Androids. Lucky Android users, you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but please do it. I mean, we've had, I know a little over 10% of uh, users have actually made the, the switch so far, but uh, I want to get it up there. You know, there, I know there are some people who just, you know, they'll install an app, they won't use it, and that's fine. Um, but for people who do have the, the app and who are regular listeners, I want to really make sure you get the message that, you know, you, you need to uninstall the old one if it ends in 8.3 or less. That's the version number in the top right corner. Um, if, if you have that, then uninstall it, reinstall the new one, and you'll be good to go. So that's the first piece of housekeeping. The second one, this is a much more fun one, and maybe it's actually a little bit of a point for conversation with us. Uh, about a week and a half ago, in the midst of doing a Friday show with Rita, Rita Giganti, I just tossed out some of the things that I was working on where my talk is concerned that I'm putting together. Right, uh, right. To reach out to colleges. That. Yeah colleges, universities, and, and other organizations too. And one of the main things that I'm proposing to do in my talk is to provide, you know, hands-on ways to accomplish the goal that I'm proposing. The, the, the focus of the top is, topic of the uh, talk rather is building self-love. Right. And I, I have a number of different, uh, you know, things that we're used to, you know, various kinds of, you know, affirmations and, and, uh, processes and all that kind of stuff. And I'm basically repackaging them for a college audience that doesn't know anything about the law of attraction. I'm not even using the phrase law of attraction at all in sure. the talk, but uh, the, you know, the, the processes are very practical. They work for anybody. It's just a question of how you, you phrase it so that, it, you know, it doesn't scare people off with, you know, it being too woo or something. Like that. <laughs> Keep right. the woo woo out and put the scientific <laughs> stuff in, you know, it's, it's right. like that. Yeah. And so anyway, as I was, and I was telling Rita some of the ideas I had for doing this and she was loving them. I said, you know, maybe we should do like a, a, a special games day where listeners could actually, you know, log into the show. We'd probably do it here on Zoom, maybe on a weekend or something like that. And we'll just lead everybody through a bunch of these different processes. Oh, there you go. You know, so I, I proposed it kind of off the top of my head there without even giving it any thought and got a little bit of feedback from listeners. Some listeners said, yeah, I'm really in interested in that. Um, thing is, I don't really want to do it unless I know I have some solid interest. So that's why I'm bringing it up again to see if anyone else is interested other than those who have responded so far. So if that sounds interesting to you, uh, use the LOA Today app, assuming you actually have upgraded on Android and the rest of you guys already have the right version. Um, but send me a note or, or just send it to my email address, walt at LOAToday.net, and let me know that you think it's interesting and it's something you'd like to do. Because if I get enough interest in doing this, I'm, I'm thinking I may actually do it. Um, I just, I, I don't really want to do it if it's only going to be a handful. Not that there's anything wrong with a handful of listeners. I just, you know, I, I want to make sure it's actually worth the time to go do this thing. So I've got to put it out there that way. I think that'd be a pretty powerful, like, little, uh, how, how would you say, workshop in a sense of, yeah, you know, and if you already know those basic skills, I mean, doesn't hurt to refresh them or to go back right. over them like, Hey, this is pretty cool because everybody has their own unique way of teaching, right? Or, or going about things. So I think and everybody has great... their own things that they like doing. I mean, different yeah, people like right? different processes, you know? Right. But, like for me, I hate journaling, but some people <laughs> swear by journaling, just absolutely right. love journaling, you know? Right. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. That's fine. 
but I figure give people a few things to try out and they can maybe adopt something new. Um, Deborah, one of our listeners wrote in, she, she'd been listening for me to me talking for months about mirror exercises. So she decided to try them. I don't know if I told you this one. No, she decided, she she decided to try them. And after now, this is something you normally try for 30 days. And, and the, uh, the, the reason most people try it is to get that tape that keeps playing in your head to stop playing. That's what motivated me to do it. It's also a self-love building exercise. She told me she was getting amazing results after two days. Wow. Yeah. How about that? That is crazy. That's unheard of. Yeah. Well, apparently not unheard of because we just heard about it. Well, kudos to her. I mean, you know, wow. Those, you know, uh, all I can say is, wow, You, you don't. You know, you typically don't hear results like that that quickly, but it's really cool. Um, you know, that you hear, you know, it's, it just, it gives credence, I think, Walt, that to how powerful, um, that exercise is. And if somebody is aligned that deeply to that way of, you know, focus, if you will, um, how quickly it can happen for somebody, right? That's true. Obviously, yeah. it's not the same for everybody. Understand, I don't want somebody getting discouraged and quitting like, oh, it's two days, I'm giving up. You know, it's like, but, you know. Well, for, uh, well yeah. to be honest, for the for most people, the first two days, and I know you've done them, so you know what this yeah. is like, but the first two days for most people is all about getting over the humiliation and embarrassment right. of saying these things. Just. Like, this is stupid. What am I yeah. doing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like, but but yeah. like you said, Deborah is a pretty advanced uh, practitioner, so she was already running high vibe okay. when she tried it. So that's oh, why okay. she got the the big big jump, sure, you know. Sure. But I I would argue that anybody can get a a fairly quick jump. The question is, will I you stick so. it out long enough to get it? Right. 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 Because yeah. it's so easy, like you said, to just say, "Oh, this isn't worth it." Just you know, I, I only tried it for thirty seconds, but I'm done. Well, <laughs> I, you know, and and I think that's a great analogy for anything. Mm-hmm. Walt, because I've seen that with my own students. I've seen that with other folks saying, regardless what they're learning, what the modality or practice is, and they just give up after a few practices because of frustration, because in their mind, right. they've constructed this box, if you will, saying it has to show up like this. And yes. when it doesn't, they get so frustrated, mad that they give up instead of going, you know what, I'm just Okay, tomorrow I'm going to give it one more chance and one more chance, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like a magic wand. It's something just changes. And it's like, whoa. Sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, oh, like the angels come out and you know, <laughs> shake you around. It's like like you have this huge epiphany or, or you know, massive change. But um you know, for some, what I would share is if you're going through the frustration part and saying, oh, you know, it's not happening fast enough or it's not showing up the way that I wanted, you know, keep going because it will, yeah, it, it will happen. You have to trust that it will happen. And, and, and a lot of people will, will notice it quicker than I did. Let's put it that way. I mean, there are probably going to be some people who were like me. With me, I, I was like, you know, 17, 20 days into it. Before I finally noticed there was actually a change and it had been going on for a while, but I hadn't paid attention. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's yeah. easy to do. I, well, first of all, everybody who's been a long time listener here knows 
like I, I do the the money game that Daniel Mangana wrote, wrote oh. his ebook. Okay. And uh, I'm, I just completed phase one. Now, each of the phases has five different steps. And basically what you're doing is five different times you're uh, attracting a, a slightly larger amount of money than the last time. Nice. Uh, you know, this is, this is like, you know, fun money out of, out of clear blue sky. It's not something sure. I went out to work for, right? And I have this history of getting the money in and forgetting that it was actually part of the money game. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh yeah, nice check. Okay, great. You know, yeah, just right. dismissing entirely. Oh yeah, I attracted that. Right, I forgot. Oh, funny. <laughs> but I'm getting better at that. But the point is that you can do the same thing with right. you know clearing out the, the the talk in your head because if you're so used to having that that tape playing, which I certainly was, it had been playing for years. When it finally goes away or even calms down a bit, you don't notice it because you're just so used to having it there. And then sure. it takes a while. It took me like three or four days before I finally recognized. And I think it was because I was doing a show. I think I was doing it with oh, Cindy Chavez because she was the one I had first told her I was going to do it. And I said, I just realized something. That, that voice in my head got quieter. And then a week later, it was silent. Like, there you go. Oh, my God. i love it like you know stunned (laughs) well you know sometimes self-reflection is really huge because you know when we feel that we haven't gained an inch right we've Mm -hmm. been slogging around in the trenches so to speak for you know feels like years and you know we feel again or think in our head that we're not gaining any traction, but sometimes when we take a pause and do some self-reflection and be like, and like you shared Walt about, Oh my goodness. Like when I was doing that, the, like the, the inner tape got quiet or it went silent. I don't remember the last time I heard it. Wait a minute. You know, I was so busy doing, I, in the moment, like, I forgot about it and I was just going through the motions, so to speak, of I got to do it again. I got to do it again. I got it, you know, and yeah, very powerful stuff. And I, I think there's a lot of us that do that as well, that we're missing like, holy crap, dude, you're light years of, you know, it's like, really? I don't feel like I've been doing anything. And here we are just, you know, knocking, just doing a lot of great things and just, I don't think I'm doing anything here. What am I doing? (laughs) It it often takes having that longer term perspective, seeing it over a course of weeks, months, even years before we finally look back and say, oh, wow. Yeah, I guess I did do something. It didn't feel like it day day to day. It felt the same. Day to day, it just it felt like life was going on the way it had always gone, gone on. But now that I look back on it, oh, my God, I really did shift. I really did change. And I didn't even know it. How about that? Right, right. No, absolutely. I completely concur with what you're saying. I've been there. So yeah, totally get it. And the idea of the games day is a lot, most of these processes that we get taught or that we teach, um, whether they be you know, stuff that the various teachers teach, Abraham Hicks, they've got like 22 of them. Um, you know, any of the, the teachers have various processes that they teach. They're usually do it for yourself. You know, the mirror exercise, it's looking in a mirror yourself, right? Yeah. But the reason I came up with the idea of a games day is most of these processes, maybe not all, but most of them, if you just kind of rejig it a little bit, you can turn it into an activity for two or more people. Mm. And in fact, when you start getting into that mindset, this is what I found anyway, as I got into that mindset, 
I began to think of actual games. Like one of the games that came to my mind is one that I actually never played a whole lot, but I know it's had a real resurgence over the last few years, Truth or Dare, oh, right? Sure. Lots yeah. of people playing Truth or Dare. And to be perfectly honest, probably the reason I didn't like Truth or Dare was because it was all about embarrassment and humiliation. You know, just, just how, how much can you lower yourself, you know, to do something really disgusting because, you know, the, the Dare card said to do the, the Dare thing, right? Right, right. You know. But it, the game doesn't have to be about humiliation. It doesn't have to be about, you know, making yourself feel embarrassed. It could be about building yourself up. In fact, it could be about building up the other people playing the game too. Mm. So what if you kind of rejig all your truth questions and all your dare questions to building people up? The truth ones could be about building yourself up and the dare questions could be about building up others who are playing the game. I love that. I now love that becomes an entirely different game. It's the same game. Right. You know, it's just, right. but with a different motive, with a different uh, aim in mind. Well, I think there's so many things in life that we could do that to. Um, yeah. When you take the context of, you know, truth for dare is really when you look at it, whatever your, you know, your end goal is, you could really take a lot of, you know, what we learned as kids and, or maybe young adults whenever you played it, but taking a mm -hmm. simple, game and turn it into something fun and educating and uplifting it's really only bound by your imagination and like right. where do you plug you know those pieces in how could like you said walt how could you rejig or restructure the game and keep it the same but yet the actions like you know i dare you to you know xyz right. and so yeah why not have it something fun and uplifting something that actually um instead of tears you down builds you up right wouldn't that be a very different experience for just about everybody right what do we, what I do think we people... used to when we, when we deal with with friends or or people who are becoming friends or you know colleges I, obviously right. i'm thinking about college students so that's where one one place where it really happens in a big way it happens in the military i'm sure any kind of yeah. of group uh, activity, particularly in younger years, is going to have this kind of thing going on, this kind of uh, relationship building. And most often, it's about tearing down. Most often, it's really, really unusual to have group activities where people are trying to build each other up in addition to building themselves up. In fact, right. I'm kind of stretching my my memory and my my imagination sure. to kind of visualize <laughs> what one that I can think of that actually did do that, that actually did sure. build up. I can't think of one. I mean, have you ever had an experience like well, that? Well, you, you know, I, I do remember doing one, um, you know, and I don't know if you've done this one, um, the rope exercise and talking about teamwork, oh, yes. right? Yes, so there's right. a couple different rope ones, like where everybody you get, uh, it's a bunch of different strands of yarn or whatever, and everybody gets an end, and each arm has one. And you could be all tangled, and the idea is to work together to untangle it, right, without mm -hmm. letting go. And if somebody lets go, unfortunately, that person's out. Now, does that have a little bit of maybe on the aspect of humiliation? Yes, you failed. You are, you're out. Maybe. Um, but at the yeah, but same usually, time, usually what happens is when, when that, when the person let, let's go, everybody laughs like, ah, oh, well, you let go too bad. Right. Know? Yeah. And then they stand <laughs> out. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other aspect, and this really is no other, unless they, I guess, fall on their butt, but where they have, where they'll blindfold you and they tie a rope in a circle oh, yeah. and yeah. where everybody pulls on the rope and goes from the seated position to standing. Right. I'm talking about everybody has to maintain 
the same tension and you can't see who's across your side or whatever. And then, you know, somebody is the facilitator randomly taps people on the shoulder and removes them. And so then they can see at the end, like, you know, there's just two people and, you know, mm-hmm. it's all talking about, about teamwork and everything else. Right. So it's really, and that, to me, that was a, a more interesting aspect of, of the rope exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as a recruiter year, many years ago, um, right. I used to facilitate what they called a ropes, uh, program and where we would go into high schools and we would, um, do these different pro or like team building exercises, what they called them. And, uh, you know, um, trying to, and of course there was a lot of different games and octopus and different ones where you try to catch people, but you're all connected and kind of crazy, kind of, uh, but kind of fun at the same time. But yeah, it's like what, um, but going back to which ones are uplifting versus having a level of humiliation in them, right? It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're, you lost. Well, yeah. what do you got to lose? Can't we make it to where not saying that everybody per se wins, but not to say and remove the aspect of somebody losing. Can't we just keep everybody on the even keel, right? It's an interesting question. And, uh, one of the ways that I was kind of trying to apply it, Louise and I have been playing Scrabble recently and I was thinking about, and Louise was thinking the same thing independent of me. We found this out shortly afterward. We were both trying to figure out how do you turn Scrabble into a, an, an affirmative build each other up game rather than who Ooh. can win the game. Mm. And in the process of doing that, we were, I, I kind of invented a new version of Scrabble where we, you don't actually have tiles. You, you can basically come up with any word you want to plug in a, in crossword fashion, but the, except that the word has to be something that's uplifting rather than. I, I was going to say, I was just going to say something uplifting versus. Yeah. Yeah. But it also cool. occurred to me, a lot of people like competitive games. You know, they, they like the winner and the loser situation and, and that they do get, uh, some, some uplift from that. So why not work out a way to have both? Some games can be competitive. Other games can be cooperative. Well, and, and it brings up the other question too. I, I get the aspect of having a, a winner and somebody that doesn't win, right? Um, and does that always have to be negative? Not what necessarily. Makes it- and and what makes it negative if somebody says, yeah, well, the name loser, that's kind of, they're not the winner. So mm-hmm. it's kind of negative. Well, what makes it negative? Is it because of maybe past experiences somebody had growing up in school that, oh, you're the loser. You didn't win. We're the winners. Right. And, you know, <laughs> how people can be. Um, but I, I got queens. It, we are the champions. Yeah. Right yeah. Like lording over, right. Does yeah. it have to be a negative experience? You know, can we, can we, um, can we take losing and make it a, a positive aspect and still be uplifting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, well, you know, I, I would counter at some level. I think you can. And the only reason that a lot of times we look at winning and losing in different connotations is because of our each individual perspectives yes, and how we were right. Cause that's how we understand and process things. Right. Well, it's and, about attachment. I mean, right. really whenever, whenever you're feeling that 
there's a winner or a loser, you're attached to the game. You're attached to the outcome in some way. Right, right. When, 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 when the winner or loser aspect doesn't matter. Like Louise and I play Scrabble. And if we were to actually add up the scores, I win every time because I'm really, really good at it. But we don't look at it that way. We're, we're just trying to put together the Scrabble puzzle. Right. So it doesn't really matter what the scores were at the end of the game. Right. It's not important. Unimportant. It, it, you just it wanted is to have fun. You just wanted yeah. to play. Yeah. See what you we just wanted to have you, you know how we judge it? We judge it based on, can I put a word down that makes two or more words out of it? Ooh, that would that, be that's challenging. The, see, that's the fun part. That's why I do so well at Scrabble. So, I, I, I'm good at using all seven letters, which you get an extra score for, and, and I'm good at, at making crossword style stuff. So put one word on top of another, and then you get all these little words that add up. And I mean, it's just fun because you get, oh, you got a word this way and this way and this way and this way. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind thinks that way, right? It's interesting to find out how other people think, too, and process mm-hmm. information differently because we are all different, but yet we're all connected. I was Isn't so that proud of her the other day because the other day she came up with her first multi-word combination. I mean, oh. she'd never, all up until that point, it was always just one word, just one word based on a letter that was on the board. She came up with her first one and, and she was so one. proud of herself. And I was <laughs> proud of her. I, mean, I was probably more excited than she was because <laughs> I know how hard it is to do that first one. Right. It takes right. some doing to get it, you know, but she watched me. She watched the ones that I would come up with and she learned from it. And then she found her first one. It was like, that was a breakthrough for both of us. We both got ah. excited about it. Well, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So you're right. It depends on it, it. Well, that's why I called it the attachment side. It depends on what you attach to. If you attach to winning and losing, well, you're going to get all excited or disappointed by winning or losing. If you attach to some other aspect of it, then you're going to attach to some other aspect of it. Right, right. So anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying if you like the idea of a games day that, that we do online virtually, obviously in the middle of COVID, you know, get together. And besides, most of us live, you know, across the world from each other. So, you know, we'll do it online. But if you're interested, contact me, let me know, and I'll start compiling the list. And when I have a good number of people, we're going to we're gonna do this thing. So let me know. Well, very cool. Now, we do have one person who did use the form the way it is originally intended. She actually sent in a question for you to oh, answer. She needs, okay. she needs a little psychic uh, support here. Uh-oh. So her name is Kelly. She okay. says, I am a new listener, and I was wondering if Dean has anything psychically coming in for a current love interest I have been pursuing. Mm. I want to know if this is going to turn into a long-term relationship. Thanks mm. in advance. Well, here's what I would say first and foremost for anybody that's thinking about writing in a psychic when it comes to love interests. I'm not, everybody's waiting for me to say, don't. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm don't. not. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. I hear. Um, but Homer what Simpson, I would, don't, 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 a uh, little Homer Simpson, right? Um, but what I would share is this is that, um, Understand that, you know, understand that she's trying to get some validation of probably where her heart's guiding her and, and what she's feeling. Um, understand that anything with any psychic or medium, all they're going to be able to do is tell you where the energy is now, because if you're coming into a partnership with an individual, whether it's romantic business, regardless of the relationship, mm-hmm. understand that, you know, it can change. Not saying that it's going to change bad. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell Kelly that. What I'm trying to say is be aware that we all have free will 
And if at some point somebody wanted to all of a sudden, maybe things weren't hot and spicy. Maybe sometimes I get some of those questions like, you know, what's, uh, what are some things to do for the marriage or for the relationship or whatever? Mm-hmm. Say sometimes could somebody make different decisions to strengthen the real? Absolutely. Could somebody make a decision to walk away? Absolutely. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, keep an open mind, bear in mind when you get this. Now, with that in regard, I feel really good energy with this, Kelly, um, going forward, this, this new relationship, if you will. Um, you know, it does feel if you do it, use an analogy of a canoe, right? And we all know that it's not really advisable to stand up in a canoe because it's really tippy. <laughs> and unless you're standing right along that keel, right? Or you got outriggers, right? And so what I'm trying to say is this, is the energy is really, I don't want to say super unstable, but it could go either one way or the other right now. Um, but it feels really good. It feels like that kind of that, Young love, early relationship, everything's about each other, all that. Like, you know, oh, my God, everything I think about, it's him or her or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's in that stage. It's at, you know, we call it the honeymoon stage, right? Everything's flowers, showering people with gifts. It's like trying to woo the other individual or whatever. Everything's hot and steamy. That's great. Um, and it's just like. Where is it going to go? Cause it's like, I'm not really sure where it's going to even out at. Um, so that's the thing that I, I felt with it is when it came to, I'd call it canoe energy. I know maybe that's a new term. I'll coin more <laughs> canoe energy because it's really, yeah, right. Or, you know, kayak energy because it's so, um, it can be very unstable. And, uh, but at the same time, it's very agile. Um, so it's not a bad thing. It's this very fluid at the moment, but it feels really good, really fresh. So, um, I wouldn't over, I wouldn't overthink it, Kelly, to be really honest with you. Um, just really enjoy, you know, where you are currently. Um, will it turn out to be a long term or something pretty serious? I guess if, if you would, if I was a gambling man, which I'm not, I would say it will. Um, but of course, again, I would say also there's an aspect of, again, we all have free will. Um, but it feels that the, the strength of the energy is pretty thick there. So it, it feels like it has longevity is what I'm trying to say. So no, it feels good for Kelly. So have fun, enjoy your time, be in love, express it, you know, all that great stuff. So no, good things. Some good points in there, too. I mean, dynamic is the word that comes to my mind whenever I think about relationships, particularly good relationships. Good relationships are always changing. They're always in flux. There's a a stability at the the base of it, and that that stability always has to be there. If it it doesn't stay there, it means that the two people are kind of going in different directions, and that's not going to work. But as long as the stability is going to be there, hey, you know, riding the waves is part of life. That's just part of what's going to happen. You know, well, and, and I'm sure you've seen this over the years too, Walt, but you know, I can't believe the, the amount of people that ask. And of course, I get it. People want to kind of get an insider's peek at, you know, where's the relation or energy with the relationship? Um, what I would share is that again, um, 
you know, it can be very dynamic and it can be very fluid at times. And it's really challenging when people come, should I stay with my boyfriend? You know, like, here's the thing. If you're asking me whether you should stay with your wife or your boyfriend or your husband or whatever, there's something obviously a blind sec is going to tell you there's issues. The -hmm. other piece is, is that do you want to stay with them? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. are, Are you willing? The first question to me is, or that I think, are you willing to put in the work? Are you both willing to put in the work to change the trajectory of your relationship? And if not, if only, you know, you can only do, you can't do it, you know, one side puts in the work and whatever. So, um, but again, I, I think Walt used a great word is, is dynamic. It sums that up really well because it's so multifaceted. Um, there's not just one thing, but understand that when you're asking about relationship advice, there's so many aspects that come to it. So, and, and dynamic is, is a word that I find to be really helpful when looking at the relationship for the long perspective, and I don't mean early on, I mean, later on in the the relationship looking back, yeah, because I think about um, my relationship with Louise and I'll I'll talk about my relationship with Louise with somebody else say, you know, the the dynamics of the relationship are such and such. I never say the statics of the relationship are such and Mm. such. We always say we're dynamic, don't we? We don't say static. Why? Because the dynamic is where the relationship is. Right. The relationship right. is if the moment that the, the relationship becomes static is the moment that it becomes stale. Mm. And a stale relationship is one that basically just got abandoned. It, it, it you know, people stopped tending to it. Sure. Um, now I, I, I do kind of fall into a minority category in that unlike most people, I actually don't think relationships are something you have to work at. Mm. Um, I actually believe that the most important part of working, if you want to call it that in a relationship is actually the work you do on yourself, Mm. that if you do the work on yourself and if your partner does the work on himself or herself, the relationship is going to work at that point. Now it's just a question of, do you want to stay in the relationship? And that makes it really, really easy. There's no pain involved. It's like, oh, well, it's either, yes, I want this or no, I don't want that. And it's just that straightforward. But if you don't do the work, that's where all the craziness comes in. The people who don't work on themselves, not on the relationship. The people right. who don't work on building up their own self-love, like we were talking about before, yeah. we were talking about the games to play to build up self-love. If you don't no. work on building up your self-love, you don't have love to give in a relationship. And the well, same so. thing is true for your partner. If you don't build up the love, you've got nothing to give. So you want to make a relationship work, build your own love within yourself. Right. There's right. nothing. I mean, mirror exercises are a great way to do that, but there are lots of different ways to do it. The yeah. bottom line, though, is Louise and I uh, kind of talked about this when we first met. Now, we've been together 22 plus years now. But when we, the first year that we met, we we were in our early 40s, and it was my first really successful relationship. I had to wait to my 40s for my first really successful relationship. Um, it was also her first really successful one. She'd had a couple of long-termers. But they had calling them successful would be really stretching a point. They were pretty miserable. Um, And we we asked each other, well, why is it we didn't meet before now? Mm -hmm. And then within minutes, we came up with the answer. Neither one of us had done enough work by that point. Mm -hmm. Really in our lives, we just weren't ready for that relationship because we hadn't built ourselves up. We hadn't built up our self-love. And. I mean, at the time, I didn't even know what that, that building my self-love was important. <laughs> it wasn't even right. on my radar. You know? So right. it wasn't right. something I even knew how to do. I ended up doing it 
subconsciously, I guess is the best way to say it. I didn't realize that I was building self-love. I just ended up doing it because of other things I was trying to do. Sure. Um, but ultimately, those are the activities that help make, make myself a whole person. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I, I became a more whole person and she became a whole person. So when we met, well, now it worked because we're whole people. We like each other. We're attracted to each other. And I mean, the biggest thing is we just clicked. So that's why I said earlier, I don't really believe that relationships have to have lots of conflict to be resolved and compromised and so forth. Because, well, for Louise and me, the relationship that we have, we don't have a whole lot of disagreements. And when disagreements do come up, they go away in about five seconds. I mean, they just don't last very long. Why? Because we don't attach to them. We don't attach to them in any way whatsoever, any way, shape, form, manner. It just, you know, probably like the worst that we've ever had, you know, on times where there was like, I don't know, some, something in the news, something political or whatever, we weren't quite in, in, uh, you know, in in alignment with each other on what the other person's viewpoint was, but we had enough self-love built up that we were just willing to let the other person be who they were. And so it just didn't last in terms of the, right. the, the it being the, the angst, the, the uncomfortable thing, the, the conflict, mm-hmm. the chaos, it just, it goes away. Well, and couldn't we use that? I mean, really you take that and, in you know, broaden the picture and, and, um, you know, talking about the relationship with her fellow man or woman and, um, you know, regardless of somebody's position on something or whatever the aspect of, you know, if we're not dealing with, you know, that internal dialogue that isn't supporting us. I mean, we can be in a place that, um, you know, is just very, you know, open to have that conversation with, with folks or just be like, you know what? It's all right to agree to disagree and still be okay. And not, you know, it's like, I don't have to, uh, you know, get all crazy. And, exactly. um, yeah. and you know, and the other thing is I know that we're all dealing with some form of past trauma and, you know, at some level and, you know, you talked about Walt, I think you talked a huge one about doing that inner work, the self work mm, and so big. many folks out there wanting to help people, others, but they haven't done the work themselves. So it'll only go so far. And I think exactly. that is the, Personally speaking, I want to say self-work is, was for me at least the most difficult and the scariest Mm -hmm. because I had to look at my own shit. I had to deal with my own stuff. And you can't get other people's stuff (laughs) because I can look at other people's stuff all day, like, right. Mm -hmm. And because it's not mine, but when I have to take ownership of my own stuff, then it, you know, it's like, uh, that's, you know, I don't want to own it. So, you know, I think it's, you know, at least back then I didn't. And now it's just like, yeah, I, you know, I don't like it, but yeah, that's me. And then, you know, and then I move on. It's, I don't have to, it, it doesn't have to, um, you know, just pound me into the earth, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I think that's huge and, um, it's a great point. Now, how long have, um, you and your wife been together? Did you say? Uh, what well, we celebrated our 21st. Last September, oh, wow. so and well, we've been together a year before that. So thank you. Yeah, so twenty two and a half years, almost twenty three now. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, that's great. Yeah. So well, and you know, and, and the best watching. part, the best part, on our yeah. wedding day, 
Louise was going to the ladies and overheard a friend of mine say, it'll never last. <laughs> ah, I love those, right? It'll never last. Yeah, you know, well, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, sorry to throw that in your face. Um, you know, interesting, you know, when my wife and I were dating at the time, and one of the, and, you know, I, I, I thought it was so odd back then, but because I wasn't aware, right, of my inner self, if you will. But one of the questions that I asked was before, you know, I even proposed was, um, all I need to know is that you love yourself. Do you mm-hmm. love yourself? And mm-hmm. I asked her that. I said, point blank, do you, you know, I need to know, do you love yourself? Not me, not your dad, you know, not your parents, not whomever. Do you yourself and, she, I remember her being kind of taken back, like nobody had asked her that. And, right. you know, thinking back to that question, I remember thinking, who is that? I must have been channeling somebody good. Like, you need to ask that. So, and then it's like, you'll reflect back on this and won't have a clue. But, you know, and it was something, perhaps it was a, you know, and I trust that it was a divine thing, but, um, you know, and it was like, yeah. Um, if somebody would have asked me back then, I, you know, I would have been like, gosh, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, that's a big question. That's a deep one. When we really like no PS, do you really love yourself? And blank. that's a great question. In fact, you know, I, I mentioned that I have actually identified what my core message is with the talk that I'm putting together. And it is about self-love. But the core message is even more specific than that. It's that we all love each, we all love ourselves rather. We all have self love. Even those right. who have, you know, really bad, um, negative, you know, dysfunctional sure. type behaviors love themselves. The question isn't, do you love yourself in my opinion? The question is, how much do you love yourself? Mm. And the okay. reason I phrase it that way is what I, finally realized it took me 63 years to realize this but i figure well you know i'm better than most some people don't ever realize it <laughs> you're you're still breathing so we're yeah that's right figure yeah. that out right exactly but uh i i finally realized you can't grow your self-love too much we mm. have been taught i certainly i don't know about you i was certainly taught growing up that you don't want to build your self-love too much now they didn't phrase it that way but right. the messages were really, really clear. It was all about, you know, you're supposed to be loving of others and you are not supposed to get your ego get, you know, yep. built up too yep. big. And, you know, you don't want to be narcissistic about stuff. Be very so humble. Forth. Yes. Yes. But when I worked through all that stuff, I finally realized that a lot of it had some, to borrow the phrase, fake news built into it. Like the idea that a narcissist actually loves himself. Well, no, actually, lar- narcissists love themselves very, very little. That's what makes them narcissistic. Something that uh, Monique and I were talking about last Wednesday. You really can't truly love yourself too much. In fact, the more you love yourself, the higher your vibration gets. Mm. And I mean, in our circles, we know how important it is to be high vibe. Right. And there, there right. are some people who aspire to be super high vibe, so high vibe that, you know, they probably leave their bodies for good and go on to the higher realms. Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, those are high levels of love. That's, that's extremely high levels of self love. Right. That's how you get there. So recognizing that fact tells me, well, that means throughout our lives as humans, the most important thing we can do every day, day in, day out is increase 
incrementally, little tiny steps, increase our self-love. Because when mm. we do, it's literally like increasing our ability to attract something into our lives. It's the same process. Sure, sure. And, and what I was recognizing is, you know, we have lots of philosophers in, in this uh, realm that we deal in. You know, there's the, the Abrahams of the world, Neville Goddard's of the world, you know, uh, the uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Napoleon Hill. I mean, there's a whole bunch. Sure. All touching on various aspects of this stuff. And the the one thing that they all have in common is that they're trying to find ways to help you understand how the whole cosmos works. Like Neville Goddard talks about how the, the original question is I am, or not question, the original uh, statement of identity is I am, and that is, is it is a statement of consciousness. What occurred to me is consciousness and I amness come out of self-love. So self-love actually comes before all of that. So really, in my view, self-love is the foundation for everything. Mm. And to make things really interesting, we're all connected. So that self-love, here's the really cool part. When we, when we reach a certain level that feeds us all the love that we need for ourselves and then go beyond that level, regardless of whether we intend to give it to somebody else, it goes to somebody else because we're all connected. So the other part that goes along with this is it's really cool is you don't have to worry about making sure you love others. All you have to do is build yourself love up. At some point, you're going to overflow and you're going to end up loving others regardless of whether you intended to or not. There is no, right. you don't have to plan anything in this regard. You just do. You, there's really no way to keep, I'm going to keep all this self-love to myself. It's, it's impossible. You can't do it. Do, do we just do or do we just be? Uh, well, it depends on what you call doing, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of different from most people. Most people think of, of doing in terms of anything that you do uh, externally, whereas I think sure. that doing includes the internal work. So, but you know, it's sure. just, it's, you know, how you, you apply Semantics, the right. Else, yeah. You know, right. No, but I, but I love that aspect of, yeah, that, you know, the, the, the rate or I don't want to call it radiation effect, but really you are radiating, you are you being love. And, you know, and we, we all understand this is love is the most highest vibrating frequency in the universe, right? It is. Or at least to our, our knowledge. Um, and you know, it's, it's fascinating stuff, what it can do, what it, um, you know, where it can take you, what it can achieve, um, you know, as far as just everything, as far as the law of attraction, sickness, I mean, converting sickness to health, I mean, just the, the physical properties and, and, um, energetic properties of it, right? Just changing states of being i just think is so fascinating um, it is. but yeah absolutely right so very cool stuff i love that so this is like a long-winded way to help kelly i, I actually have one <laughs> other thought for kelly um this isn't easy to do necessarily because it's so easy louis de yesterday was talking about how love can be blind which basically means we when in the early stages of love we only see the parts that we like and we tend to ignore the parts that we don't like uh, he was actually arguing that's a that's a good thing to stick with. It's a, it's a good policy to follow. You know, don't worry about the stuff you don't like so much. Just you know, love the parts that you like. And there's a good argument to be made there. Uh, what I was thinking about it is is kind of like this. You know, I know anyway. I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for for anybody else. I know with anybody that I meet, if I just kind of sit with it for a moment and really get honest with myself, not depressive, 
I want to make sure that I'm, I'm clear here. I'm not talking about diving into the stuff that I'm afraid about or the stuff that I'm angry about or whatever. If I just look at the stuff in terms of how does it actually feel within me about person X, I, I know instantly whether or not I am going to connect with person X. I don't mean necessarily a romantic relationship. I mean, most of my relationships, like with you guys, my co-hosts, these are friend relationships. You know, we're just, you know, we're friends doing a show together. But I know instantly that that's how I know who I want to bring onto the show as a co-host. I, 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 I don't really, well, I kind of do interviews, but the interviews are like bring a person on as a guest and then get to know them. And I know within five minutes whether or not I want to continue with that person. I, with you, I knew exactly within five minutes. Yeah, I want this guy. I want a part of the show. You know, I had no oh, idea thanks. where to fit you into the schedule at that point, but you know, <laughs> I figured, oh, it'll all iron itself out at some point, and it did. It'll you know? work out. But I know instantly, just sure. if I'm if I'm honest with myself. So Kelly, I'm suggesting you know deep down, not what you're afraid of, but do you feel deep down that this actually is somebody you you would like having a long-term relationship with you know, put aside the the feelings of uh you know the, the steaminess and how exciting it is to fall in love and all that mm-hmm. you know deep down whether or not that relationship feels good to you that's your best indicator yeah. the other thing i want to point out is something that cindy chavez pointed out to me in a story that she told about i don't know four or five weeks ago and she's reiterated a few times since then she has been uh, in two marriages her first marriage was very verbally abusive and it took her a long time to get out of it. Her second marriage is just perfect. He's a, he, Scott's a great guy. Um, but her first marriage just wasn't working out and she was confused by it. She stuck with it for a long time because early on she had gotten a sign that said, yes, this is the right guy. And this isn't just, you know, some psychic told her she was, she'd gotten like these really strong signs. This is a great relationship, but she'd forgotten something. The sign you got yesterday isn't today's sign. The mm. signs change. And just because yesterday's sign was good doesn't mean tomorrow's sign is going to be the same sign. That's the dynamic nature of relationships. Just so, like the stock market, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> today's so, stocks so, might be worth more than tomorrow's. You never know. So, yeah. so the point is you don't look for signs for the purpose of trying to figure out what's going to happen for the rest of your life. Right. You look for the sign to find out what's your current state. Where are you at right now? That's what the sign tells you. Yeah. You know, if you're driving on the highway, I've, I've told this analogy a few times lately. If you're driving on the highway and you're in Pennsylvania and you, and, uh, you see a sign that says, uh, I don't know, uh, Richmond, Virginia, 350 miles or something like that. Well, you know, five hours later or seven hours later, you missed the exit for Richmond. Well, yeah, but the sign said it was 350 miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was seven hours ago. Right. right. <laughs> so keep signs in context. Signs right. and indications and psychic readings and all that, they're just what's going on in that moment. It doesn't mean that that's fixed forever. Thank God. Otherwise, life would be a pretty boring proposition. It would be boring. It really would. It, w- it would be super boring, truly. Truly, truly. No, that's that's great reminder, Walt, that, you know, and it's – in um. You know, and, and just to summarize that, you know, really talking about listening to your intuition and, and energy is always the state of, you know, that we're in is always changing. Um, you know, so. By the way, that, that activity of, of checking within, great. And you know this too. Great exercise for building self-love. Just, Absolutely. just checking for that. Just even if you aren't getting it the first time, even uh, I know for me, I wasn't getting anything. I was like, uh, testing, is this thing on? <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Right. But just the activity of repeatedly going back and asking, well, what am I really feeling about that? How does that, you know, forget psychic messages, you know, forget voices in the ear or whatever. What am I feeling about that? Yeah. Just asking that over and over again. That's a self-love building exercise. Mm hmm. That's a powerful No, one. for sure. For sure. And well, and also if we're aligned with it, right? It's like sometimes in life we're pushing through and we just keep on hitting that nail on the head because we feel we need to day in, day out. And we're just not aligned with it anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, how do you feel about it? Eh, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> it's changed. And it's like, well, changed how? You know, are you still in alignment with it? You know, whether it's the company, a, a business, r- romantic relationship, whatever, it's like, no, something's changed. And it's like, okay, well, what is it? And, you know, how do you want to proceed? You know, is it is it within your power to change how you want, you know, your dynamic? Or is it out of your hands? Is it, you know, and start going into the nuances. But from there, you know, like, like you share, Walt, it's, it's ever, ever changing. So it is, it is very interesting. So for sure. By the way, the ever changing aspect, that's where the fun is. It is. And it's a good thing because, um, we do not want energy, um, that is static. Any energy or emotion that is static is not number one healthy to us. I want to really stress this. That is where disease starts. Um, yes. That is where, um, you know, really all the negativity, really, if you will, uh, the zero mark um, for the negativity scale, uh, if you want to put a scale in your head. And so, and then we start in a, in a downward spiral, right? Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to be stagnant. We always want to be somehow the energy moving in our life. And I get it. Some people like, Oh my God, Dean, there's so much chaos. And it's like, well, it can be gentle, but at the same time, it's energy and movement is good because change is needed. And if we get in a stagnant pattern that you just think of water sitting still, right? What does it breed? Bacteria, bugs, all the, you know, the nasties and, but water and motion, you think of a stream purifies itself it's moving um it's powerful right that movement and that's the same with energy so keep it keep it moving um you know whatever that is uh through self-love again movement expression self-love all those things they are what are important in life there's no doubt about it it is and And, yeah for sure And like you were saying, you know, it's up to us which ones we're going to focus on. You know, we don't, it can be chaos if you really want the chaos, but it doesn't have to be. Change your focus over the stuff that you like and it turns into something a whole lot gentler and nicer. So it's up to you really. Which way you're going to I've go? I've experienced on? the chaos. I'm, I'm good. I'll bypass. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. We're, we're done with that. I'm Thank good. You. I'll, I'll, take, the, yeah, I'll take the gentle, yes, the kind of gentle change. Yes. Been there, been there. So I think, yes, I think we all have, that. right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that, that, that's a good place to, to wind up. So this has been great as usual. Thank you very much, Dean. I'm really glad that you are a member of the team now. Oh, thank you, Walt. Thank you for you know for for asking me to come on, be your co-host. It's it's been a of course an honor, and and it's always fun to get get to join you every week and uh, 
chat about great things and um it is. you know yeah plus we have a great listener bunch about. too i mean we, we have mm-hmm. like the yeah. best listener base in the world and that's what makes it really worth i know the feedback is so great yeah. i love it really so. cool so thank you guys very much we'll see you all next time here on loa today Goodbye. Bye. Bye.